What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fearless as Fuck podcast. I have an amazing, incredible woman here today, Allie Harding. Welcome to the show. Hello. So glad to have you here. I actually know how, well, not know Hallie. I <laughs> know of Hallie from TikTok. Um, Allie creates really amazing motivational content on TikTok, and I came across her a couple years ago when I was experiencing some really hard things. And we all know how our Instagram and social media algorithms really show you what you need to see at the right moment because our phones are obviously listening to us. But I'm very <laughs> creeped out, but also very thankful for that that factor that happens because it brought me upon some really amazing content and some very inspirational people. And Allie was one of them and she just happens to be in Vegas this weekend. I'm here. So brought her in. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Of and, course. Um, just really thankful that you took the time this weekend and really excited to get to know you. And I think my listeners and your listeners who yeah. will tune into this will really appreciate getting like an intimate kind of just raw longer than 60 seconds longer than yeah. 60 seconds video of yes. you um so would love to just kind of hear about your background I don't know much about you other than these videos from TikTok yeah. and I would just love to not kind of know like how you got started and what kind of brought you to this platform yeah okay so I when I was younger when I was like 12 ish I was really I don't know so my quote is from suicidal to successful so I was really suicidal. I struggled with my mental health a lot, especially in like school. And I just started making videos on YouTube that I would like film in my closet. I was really embarrassed about like anyone listening to me. And um, I just started talking about like mental health and made videos. And um, my changing point for like when I wanted to become a better person and get out of like my mental health issues and figure it out and become better was... Uh, I was committing, I was trying to commit suicide like all the time. Like my mom, it wasn't about if I was going to, it was about when, like mm -hmm. people just kind of knew where I was at mentally. And, um, I was in a really, really dark place for a long time. And, uh, my, I, one night I attempted suicide, woke up the next day and found out that my brother had, uh, killed himself that same night. So that's when it was like the changing point for me. I knew I needed to figure out my life and I, I didn't want anyone to feel the way that I felt. And so I wanted to be proof that you could, there's two ways to go about this and your mental health and you, you can be strong about it and figure it out. And I analyzed every single aspect of my life and why I did the things I did and why I was so hard on myself and, um, just started talking about it on TikTok and became mentally very strong and pulled myself out of this place and just started posting videos. Like I was, it was my hobby. It's what I liked to do. And then, um, people resonated with it and just started following. And then next thing I knew, I had almost 2 million followers on TikTok and I was like, this yeah, like what happened? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and but, you, you know, you speak so eloquently and so maturely. Yeah. I had no idea you were 22. Yeah, I just turned 22. So that like kind of blew my mind because I don't know why I just noticed this. I think I'm just looking at your your page. And I'm like, she's only 22. I'm like, mm -hmm. damn. Like you just have a lot of wisdom. Yeah, I had to. That's the thing is, yeah, I analyzed my quick. brain. I had to analyze my brain and the way it worked. And yeah, I have also noticed there's a lot of people who judge people on social media when they are pre like quote unquote preaching about certain things yeah. and they give a lot of shit to people who are like that. But what people don't realize is like, it doesn't really matter how old you are, depending on the experiences you've, you've been through, you can grow 10 years in like months. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just going through all of, 
I mean, being suicidal for 10 years straight kind of makes you grow up a little bit faster. Yeah. And that was my question um, because I was like, wow, she's so young and she's talking about these things that have happened to her. When were you experiencing like the worst of your depression and your anxiety and suicidal thoughts and everything like that? Uh, it was probably at its worst when I was 17. So that was like when I, it was July 24th, uh, 2017. So I was 17. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably when it, I was at my absolute lowest. And then that happened and I was like, I got to change something like yeah. I'm going to I'm going to make it through this and then I put in the work and did it and now I tell people how I did it and talk about that and, and that's got to be somewhat rewarding too oh it's the best reading my dms and people saying that like I've literally changed their lives and saved their lives just by my life experience talking about what I've been through it's it's really rewarding does it surprise you how many people actually have experienced experienced similar things to you and are actually dealing with suicidal thoughts and depression and toxicity and all the things encompassing that because it yeah. really I mean I don't want to say it surprises me because I know the state of mental health in the world right now yeah. but it still did surprise me when I realized how many people resonate with stuff like that yeah I mean and that's the crazy part about like mental health is that you could grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth and you grew up with your parents together and you had a great life and or you could grow up the way that I grew up with like abusive people and and suicidal and dealing with mental health issues but either way you come to a common ground of everyone ha is mentally ill I mean no matter how you grew up everyone can relate on the fact that hard shit happens you yeah. have hard shit that happens to you it's just how are you going to choose to deal with that and use that to your advantage are you going to let it break you or are you going to let are you going to use it to motivate you and so that's kind of why I talk about that but there's so many people no matter where you come from no matter what you've been through everyone struggles with something and everyone so you can't I mean if you're drowning in 20 feet of water you're drowning in five feet of water like drowning just drowning. you're still drowning yeah yeah and there's really no way to like put down someone else's struggles as like oh well they have it worse because you just don't know what people are going through yeah you have no idea how no to idea. express that and like I know healing is not a linear journey and yes. I think that some people see somebody who have got who's gone from like point a to point b and they're like oh they're doing great now like look how they changed it around but they don't also realize that like even when you feel like you are in a healed position like you still slip back mm -hmm. you still have your moments and yeah. I don't know about you but like if I slip back into any of my moments where I feel like I'm at a low place again I beat myself up for it yeah and I did too yeah. I did that this year I was literally in uh the best like mental state of my life last year and then all of a sudden I was like pink slipped like a couple months ago and I was like oh my gosh Shit. <laughs> but I'm, I'm back on the way up so we're good that's amazing but um now the other thing like regarding social media and I ask everyone who I talk to who has some kind of following or some kind of you know character or whatever they have on social mm -hmm. media that they that they play or that they you know the the lessons they're teaching or whatever their niche is that they're doing everyone deals with some kind of negativity and pushback from social media how yeah. do you handle yours and what are some things that you've experienced that you do experience that you have to deal with on tiktok because i know as much as it's amazing and as many like positive dms that we can get for what we do there's also a lot of like shit stuff that comes yeah. with it yeah honestly if I'm being really honest, my TikTok, my Instagram, I don't get hate. Like, That's awesome. Like rarely <laughs> ever do I get hate. I mean, obviously every once in a while, like people are like, this is so dumb. Like, yeah, your makeup doesn't match your neck. Like <laughs> stupid shit. But like always has to be something that they <laughs> can reach for. I know. I'm like, how do you find the most positive video and find something to hate about it? I don't know. It's just I mean, it's part of being on the Internet. And I yeah. think 
that's when I blew up because I used to get really upset on social media. I was like, I'm putting in all this work and I'm not getting anything out of it because I didn't blow up on TikTok till like two years ago, if yeah. that. And so I was like, I'm doing this all the time and I'm very consistent and it's not working. And it's because, and I figured this out and once I figured it out, that's when I blew up, mm-hmm. was every hate comment that I did get, I would go off on it like I would make a video about it and I would like sit there and like pay attention to it and I've feed done into it, it a lot yes <laughs> I, st- I mean every once in a while like you know you have to but and it sometimes it's just fun but now I'm able to make fun of myself with them and so they don't have power and it so, takes it away yeah so now people don't like they know that if they I don't know and my followers are very like they'll go to bat for you because yeah I don't know I feel like some of them feel like they owe me because I've like helped them in some mm-hmm. sort of way and so they they go after people well it's not even just that I think that you grow um not an attachment but you you level with somebody when you are relatable yeah and that's kind of the thing that I experienced too because I realized I was doing that as well because I was getting so triggered during my own healing phases mm-hmm. and then I'd realize I have people who defend me for I'm like, why are they defending me so much? Yeah. But I but I get it because they've probably been through what I've been through. They're watching me publicly display it. Yeah. And then you do realize that like when you feed into these people, you literally are giving them your power. And I had to learn that a couple of times. I'm sure everyone does. And like you said, every once in a while, there still will be that one comment where you're like, fuck, that man. struck a nerve. Like, yeah, it got me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you do. There was one person I remember I went off as, went off on. They were like, well, got you to respond. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And, but I, but it was in that moment that I realized I'm like, some people literally just do this just do it. to do it. But I grew up being bullied. So I have a hard time with social media sometimes, not just because of me, yeah. but I hate mean people. Yeah. I don't fucking like mean people. I hate when I go through, you know, a even someone else's random video and they have to pick apart whatever it is that this person's proud of or happy about and they have to just like ridicule it and it's so toxic that like somebody starts it and people keep feeding into it and then it's just like a stream a stream of shit and then you start all this new stuff and then you have to yeah it's a pain in the ass i don't i don't know i don't I'm glad to hear that you don't deal with it very often. Yeah. Luckily, I don't either when it comes to stuff like this with fearless and with motivation and empowering and self-love. I don't get a lot of that at all. It's with my fitness stuff that I do, but yeah, I can, whatever. That's like, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode, (laughs) but (laughs) that doesn't matter. Um, but kind of going back to what you post on TikTok and everything like that, Mm -hmm. I told you, I kind of found your videos through a really interesting time in my life and I'm really glad I did because it really helped me and I heard some stuff that I needed to hear over and over and over and over again and sometimes it bothered me because I'm like wow these messages are really fucking right and Mm -hmm. I don't know why I can't listen to them but that's kind of like the turning point I feel like in a lot of people's healing processes when they start hearing the messages and it's striking them and it's making them upset that's like the breaking point where it's starting to get through and then eventually you hear so many of the same things in different ways that you start to understand it and especially when you are in a toxic relationship like we'll talk about it's kind of you have your earmuffs on and you Mm -hmm. don't really want to hear things and obviously just recently you went through a breakup and I remember seeing you get into this relationship and I was so happy yeah I was so fucking happy for you because it I mean I'm happy for anybody when they find somebody who they like feel like is a really good partner for them yeah and 
I also admire people who put their relationships on social media because I know how fucking hard it is. Yeah. And I also know how hard it is when it's over. Yeah. I'll never do it again. Uh, Yeah. That was, and that was my question. So you, before I get into that, I just want to applaud you because coming out honestly about stuff that's like really hard in your life and even having to be honest with your audience about shit that you're like, you know what? I preach about this all the time and I tell you guys this, this, and this, and I didn't fucking listen like, or I got stuck or, you know, I tell you guys to do this and I couldn't do it, Yeah, but that's so fucking real. And I really, and that's why I reached out to you. And I was like, I, I just resonated with that so much and, um, just kind of wanted to hear about how you dealt with that. And so above anything else, I promise to be authentic on social media. Mm -hmm. Like if you meet me in person and you see me on social media, I'm the exact same person. Like, that's so rare. Yeah. But I love that. But, but it's, it's so fucking rare. But it's because I I promised since day one that I was going to be fully authentic on social media because I didn't want to be talking about mental health and it all be fake. And mm-hmm. then it, it, I don't know, it just isn't, people can tell when you're not authentic with what you're saying. 100%. Which is why I think my platform does so well because you can tell the people who do motivation, but they don't believe a word they're saying. And so every video I make, I'm fully authentic in what I'm saying and it comes naturally to me and it's something that I'm currently going through. If it Mm -hmm. comes to my mind, I film it and that's what it is. And so I feel like people can tell and having a relationship on social media, uh, I'll never do it again, but it's hard when you think it's going to be a forever because it's so great in the beginning and you can make all these like couple TikToks and they're cute and they get views and all this stuff, but it's not worth the headache afterwards because shit goes south and yeah people can be fake for three months and at that point then that's when you make a couples page on tiktok and you post all the cute pictures and do all this stuff but then it comes time that if you break up or when you break up you have to tell your audience and they have been rooting for this relationship and especially in the beginning uh before the relationship i was in a point in time where i was like I will not get in a relationship. I'm so happy being alone. I don't want a boyfriend right now because I don't want someone coming in and fucking up my process and me being happy. And your peace and everything. Yeah, and so I didn't want a boyfriend. And uh, I was like, he has to be damn near perfect if I'm going to do it. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a relationship and I'm like, he's perfect, he's great, and and he is. And um, it just, I needed better for myself and I, I felt that I could get better. Not that he's the worst but he uh I don't know we both just slipped into this place where I couldn't I couldn't do it mentally anymore and I was stuck in a basement for a year and I wasn't motivated to do anything and I wasn't filming videos and I I slipped into this place where mentally I was not okay Mm -hmm. and uh it was just my turn to leave I just I needed to be alone again and be that that happy girl that was like fuck anyone that hurts my feelings like get the hell out of my life and I I slipped from that yeah it's hard when you watch yourself slip too. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference as well with being the couple on social media versus like you're in a relationship and you happen to show some things about your relationship, which is so genuine and authentic. But I started really cringing at some of these like super fake couple-y stuff because I never got honest with myself. And there were a lot of times where I was posting stuff to make myself feel better because what was happening behind closed doors was really fucking yep. toxic yeah. and really fucking shitty. And I never wanted to say that out loud because yeah. it was so embarrassing. But I also didn't really realize I was doing it at the time. I just didn't. 
I was doing the best I could to navigate what I was going through, having to show up on social media at the same time and feeling like this pressure to show up. And every time we'd post a video, it was like, oh my God, you guys are perfect in this and this mm-hmm. and this. And I'm like, it's really oh not. Oh my God, he's fucking cheating on me. Yes, yes. He's fucking cheating on me and I'm being mentally abused. And like, I, I wish my ex nothing but the best. And I know that like, maybe there's a lot of mental struggles that he's going through and he doesn't quite understand why he does the things that he does. And I'll never yeah. just like slam somebody for it. But it also showed me like what an unhealthy position I had gotten myself into because yeah. I just wanted to fix something so bad because mm-hmm. I thought it was it. And it also presented to myself and like giving so many chances, so many, but it also showed me like, why am I doing that? Like what is not, not what's wrong with you, Christina, but like, yeah. what, what is this trying to show you? Because there's obviously something here that there's you need to address. Yeah. And I wasn't learning that lesson. I didn't want to learn it. I would just mm-hmm. like shut the door on it. And it obviously had to present itself to me in such a fucking way that I had to be like slapped in the face, essentially not mm-hmm. physically, but yeah. it, the situation had to slap me in the face hard enough where I was like, Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like, what am I doing to myself? I'm becoming a shell of who I am, which you And that's the thing. I literally have made a video on that where it's like, if you don't choose to leave for yourself, no matter what, the universe or whatever the fuck you believe in, like it will get so hard. It will force you out. Yeah. So if you don't learn your lesson and you just do it on your own and like figure it out, (laughs) get ready, (laughs) you will go through hell and it will be hard until you are literally forced to leave because that's your only other option. You don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy, but yeah, I, I remember being in positions too where like forcing ourselves to do videos even though we're fucking like, yeah. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, yeah. this is so fucking dumb. I can't, I can't do this like clout TikTok shit anymore. It's like disgusting. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And afterwards, that's all I would hear because there is part of me that was so embarrassed about what had happened to me that I didn't want to share it. But yeah. Then I'm like, I'm going to, I have 350,000 people following me yeah. that want to know because there's, they've been watching this like a soap opera, essentially. You know, we yeah. were we were entertainment for them. Yeah. What do I say? And then, what do I fucking do? And that's the hard part is, do you just not say anything and then you just have to get comments about it for the next like six months to Oh, because it's happening. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it does. But Or do you come on and spill everything and then like they have to get hate, you get hate from either side. It's just like, and it was hard on, on my side because I'm the one with the big platform. So he was the one that was getting all getting the hate. Getting it, yeah. And uh, I didn't I didn't want that, obviously. It wasn't my intention. I wanted to come on and tell what, like the truth, but that i mean because i'm supposed to be authentic and say how it is so i don't know it's just like it's hard to find the balance between and how to navigate mm-hmm. a breakup on social media and there's just, no like right way no like it's what well, i mean there's things that you could do better but yeah. there's no like right way to do it it's really fucking hard yeah and well and either way it's like you're gonna get something like yeah either way and we all know how like people like just like go in In on people people. and it's really it's really hard to watch and i wouldn't want that for anybody either but when i finally started actually posting again and just trying to start posting just motivational content and like my healing journey i was really happy with how many women and even men like reached out to me and were like we're watching you like we're so happy for you like and they've been here the entire time and it that part of social media is very uplifting to me yeah because people i'm like just like me watching you like i it helped me watching someone else heal. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it, even though it's very raw and vulnerable for someone to be able to get on there 
and do that. And then no one really also talks about like the other side of healing after something like this because it's just as hard. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That's why I, on TikTok, I kind of documented my breakup because I wanted to, if I was ever in this position again, which hopefully, hopefully not, but also people go through breakups all the time. This is a relatable situation when you are heartbroken and you feel like you've lost everything and you worked so hard for something that just didn't work out. I wanted to be able to show like what I did throughout the days and like how I got through it and seeing someone be in the same position that you're in where you're heartbroken and sad and then seeing them a month later where they're thriving and they're doing everything that they wanted and they're confident in themselves and they've gained their worth back it's like seeing that it's possible gives hope to people I feel like it does especially girls who might not have ever been in a confident position yeah. confident position yeah they I mean it's really hard to see the light and not even just girls guys too this yeah. this is like not gender specific at all because mm -hmm. there are so many guys who like get Sad and, sad and in a real in a rough position and it might even be harder for them because guys aren't supposed to show their emotions or yeah. they're you know they're told that that's weak or whatever and mm -hmm. um i think being vulnerable is a really beautiful thing even for a man to do um but yeah like you said seeing that for someone who might not have anybody around them to show them is like okay i'm not alone yeah it's like a breath of fresh air and like being like okay i can do this yeah it's, because i literally was on the phone with my mom like two days it was like day two of my breakup and I literally was on the phone with her like sobbing and I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I don't know if mentally I can do it. Yeah. And she told me, she's like, you need to go rewatch your videos from last year. And I re went and rewatched them and I was like, I miss that girl. Like yes. she was so confident mm -hmm. and her worth was like through the roof to the point where people were intimidated by it. And I'm like, I miss that bitch. Like yeah. I want to get back to that. And I'm, I'm almost there i think i'm pretty close now but. yeah i think you learn to find the happy balance too yeah because i got i got to a point where i was kind of like that kind of cold-hearted but like really actually not kind of i was really cold-hearted and i was like okay i can't be this mm -hmm. i can't be this i'm still like practicing like Figuring my femininity and like that balance because that's where like the freaking like juiciness of life is and where you start being able to manifest and attract things when you're not putting up so much of a shield that you're fucking blocking off the world yeah. and you're so you're so aggressive that you get to the point where you're like I don't know, you, you lose some of yourself in that too. Yeah. So the happy balance comes from, I think, the process of like finding the girl that you were and that you were happy with and mm -hmm. also like taking down some of the armor to be like, okay, I know that I'm fucking strong enough after everything I've been through that I'll never let this happen again. Yeah. Or I've learned from this situation or, you know, if something does happen again, I'll at least be able to see things a little bit differently. Yeah. Well, and like I was the one that left. I left my relationship, but at the same time, like, I was still heartbroken. Like I was still like sad about it. Yeah. And um, knowing that I was, I never really been like heartbroken like that before. I've always been the one to leave relationships just because I always know that something good has always come after something bad. And if it's not working for me, then I'm willing to leave. That's just like, yeah. I don't know if I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm in a good place with a person in a situation, with a job, career, anything, like I'm willing to bounce as soon as it's bad. So how do you feel like you've gotten that, idea kind of stamped into your being because I feel like I talk to a lot of women who their biggest thing is like they're scared to leave their current situation because they don't want to start over mm -hmm. or they're, they're scared to start over um they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel where they're like I'm never going to find something again like yeah. they get kind of that idea in their head is there something that like helps you understand like just what you were saying like you have that art of detachment yeah. kind of like there where you're like you're like I, okay i can attach myself to somebody i can get invested in somebody but i also know that if i let this go it's for my greater good if something inside of me is really telling me that this isn't it yeah well because my thing is is it's like okay 
here's my two options. Either I stay where I'm at and be unhappy because I know the result of this. I know what's here. I don't know what's here and it could be bad. It could be good. But at the same time, I know who I was when I was single before and I was a happy, confident girl. So like my two options, I stay miserable for the rest of my life, get married, have a couple kids, and then realize later on, because the universe will force you out of bad situations, either I leave now and find someone potentially that's better, and I mean, that's, and I'm happy, or I stay in a bad situation and settle. It's yeah. like, I don't, life is too short, and with me getting so many chances <laughs> after, like, trying to die so many times, um, I, I know that life is too short, and it's too precious to hold on to shit that like isn't serving you in Mm -hmm. in a greater good and I want to live every moment of this life that I have left happy like flat out and so I don't want to be sitting in a basement for a year not leaving not going out with my friends being in a bad relationship that I'm not happy and I don't it's not serving you I don't want to live like that and so why would I spend another minute doing that when I could go potentially find something better Yeah. And that all, I think that all stems down to self-worth too, because when I think about not even just myself, but girls or guys who are stuck in that, in that position where Mm -hmm. it's like, I can't get my foot like out the door to leave. I keep wanting to just like fixate on this and fix this and fix this and fix this. You have to understand that. And I speak for myself when I say this, my self-worth got so low and I didn't value myself enough because of things I was told, things I experienced, um, the way it made me feel about myself because I was staying in it so long that I did lose track of who I was. And when you lose track of who you are, you get stuck in those situations and you get stuck in this giant hamster wheel of toxicity. Mm-hmm. And if there's anybody who's ever stuck, the first thing I tell them is to start working on themselves to get strong enough to leave the situation. Yeah. And the response is usually like, how do I do that? Like, I don't really know how to find myself in those situations, but it kind of reminds me of what you said, like go back and watch old videos of yourself when you were your happiest, go back to them. Or if you don't have videos, like go back to the moments in your life that you felt your best Mm -hmm. when you felt like that, that pure essence of who you are and try and find those feelings and understand that the situation that you're in, whether it's a relationship or even a fucking job or anything isn't serving you and making you your highest self, you're going to stay there because it's just going to lower you and lower you yep. and lower you. And until you reach the bottom. And that's the thing with like, I feel like girls with in abusive relationships or I mean, anyone in abusive relationships is your self-worth gets so low and you feel like shit and you don't think that you'll be able to make it out and all this stuff. But I mean, I'm sure all of us have gone through a breakup where we were like, I don't know if I can do this and I'm upset. And then you go through that breakup glow up and you look hot as hell. And then you're like, <laughs> all right this was worth it and that's the thing is i always have said that relationships and breakups are a lot like drug withdrawal and you can feel it physically and it's because dopamine is released in your brain when you feel happy when you Mm -hmm. feel good so when that's gone and you don't have that person to feed you that it's like it is literally a drug withdrawal and so you can feel it it feels so painful yeah and not only like are you heartbroken and sad like emotionally mentally but physically it hurts to not be around that and it's hard to be lonely again and especially if you're like living together or you're together all the time and then it's all of a sudden just gone how do you navigate that as a human being with feelings and emotions navigating going from having someone all the time to being completely alone Mm -hmm. and um after the first like 
I mean, after like a month, you you build a new life. You build a new normal. Your routine gets different and you start doing the things that make you happy and then you're not withdrawing anymore. Yeah. And um, so you just have to make it to that like month point. No contact. I always say no contact because then you always go back. And It's the only way. It's really the only way. Yeah. It sucks, but it's literally the only way. Yeah. It took me a long time to be able to do that too, but it's painful. Yeah. Because the thing is, is like every time you go back and you talk to them, you get a little bit more. You get a little dopamine. And yeah. so you're having like a relapse. Well, especially if you're also dealing with somebody who could potentially be a manipulative person. Yes. Absolutely. You're getting sucked back into that loop and your brain is never going to be able to disassociate or not disassociate, but detach yeah. from that. You will disassociate and you won't get sucked back into yeah. those kinds of things. And that's also what you go through when you're actually stuck in those toxic situations. Like I said, not even just relationships, but like friendships yeah uh careers like work mm -hmm. environments if you are constantly getting these like highs and lows of like oh my god well it's so good right now and then something really fucking bad happens and yeah. then they kind of like love bomb you back into thinking like oh it's okay it's okay it's this i'm gonna like coax you back in your brain is getting addicted mm -hmm. to these highs and lows and i never understood that until i had a therapist explain this to me yeah and it's the same thing like drug addiction mm -hmm. you are constantly waiting for your fucking fix yep and then and you're withdrawing and then you're coming back and you get it and then it's back and forth and back and forth and then how are you mentally supposed to be okay you don't even know where you are no and those situations also lead up to from what i've experienced and what i've heard from people that person making you feel like you're fucking nuts because you're acting nuts, but you're acting nuts because of the situation and it's so yeah. reactive. Yeah, I started yeah. getting very uh, out of character. Mm -hmm. And once I noticed that I started acting like not myself. Just acting out. And I was like, I'm going crazy. Like, I don't even know what day it is. Like, I noticed that and I was like, this is not the person I am. It's not a person I want to be. It's not me and so i'm like i need to go back to being the girl who knows what the fuck she's doing knows her worth and is confident in herself and has shit figured out speaks well and mm -hmm. wants to be motivating and talk to people and do all this shit and so that's why i was like i don't have another option but to leave i have to like yeah. i have to pull myself back together and it's upsetting to see yourself not like yourself it's hard yeah. it's hard to look at yeah. i um a few of my friends like told me when i started getting better they were like it's so good to see you again. And I'm like, yes. what do you mean? And, and I start crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, what? I'm like, I don't understand. Cause yeah. I didn't understand yet. And yeah. they were like, I just, I lost Christina. Like I didn't know where she was. I couldn't help her. I couldn't find her. You weren't listening. Yeah. Like I couldn't get through to you. Um, you just looked so sad all the time. And that hurt my heart because I'm yeah. like, these are my best friends telling yeah. me this. Um, but I am a fixer and I'm a people Same. pleaser or was, and that's what I wanted to do. I just, let myself just like get immersed in, in other people, yeah. um, not just my relationship. And it wasn't until I started pouring back into myself that I started feeling better and looking better. And I was yeah. like, wow, like this is crazy. And I noticed it the most because it was too hard for me to see it at that perspective. But with fitness, my body was like responding better. And I was like, man, it really just goes to show you that stress and um, just being in really bad positions like and your recovery time and like your cortisol levels and everything can really have a bad effect on you physically yeah just literally. how stress is stored physically in your body not just like in your head yeah um but yeah you don't realize that stuff yeah, when you're i in looked it. i look different like i, I have a too. different glow yeah. when you go through a breakup and although it's not a fun feeling in the beginning after give it a week give yeah it a week you will feel and look so much better have you read the book um why men love bitches a long time ago and i'm ready to pick it up again i actually saw you post it because yes. i really strongly believe that 
you can read the same book multiple times in your lifetime. You will pick up on different things and it kind of will circle back to you when you need it for different reasons. Yes. And I guarantee you, I will pick up that book again and think, holy shit. Like I've read this before, but it's going to be completely different. There's a few books like that. Yeah. I'm, I am not a big reader. I probably haven't finished a book since fifth grade, but (laughs) I wanted, I've wanted to read this one for a long time and going through my breakup, I was like, eh, I might as well just do it. And I did it. And I was like, my confidence level was like instantly better. Cause I was like, this is literally who I was. And then I fell into this trap of not doing what I wanted to do. And yeah, it wasn't his fault. Obviously I did it to myself and I'm taking accountability for that. But yeah, you, you, you look different when you feel good. Yeah. And it's also helpful. And I'm glad you said that too, because, um, you don't want to, and this goes for anybody. You don't want to play the vic, the total victim. You can't do that. And I originally would get really upset when this first happened because I felt like the victim. Yeah. I felt like the fucking victim. Yeah. I'm not even going to go into fucking details, but I 100% felt like a victim to yep. my circumstance. But then I also had to look at it from a very level playing field. And I'm like, what part did I play in this? Like, like you stuck around, I you know, s- I fucking you chose to. stuck around and same. And I'm not mad that mm-hmm. I did because I don't think I would have learned the lessons I needed to learn. Yeah. Like you said, I had to, <laughs> I'm a little stubborn, yeah. but I think I had to learn it a certain way yeah. for it to make sense to me and for me to really wind- get the point really get the the fucking point and not just get the point that like I stuck around too long but there were internal generational traumas that I needed to heal from so I don't repeat these same patterns and I become a cycle breaker and Mm -hmm. and now I'm helping other people so like I a hundred fucking percent get why I stayed even though I shouldn't have yeah and the victim mentality will kill you it will fucking kill you because that's the thing is and this goes ties back to like when I was suicidal and stuff I loved the feeling of being sad and I feel like that's a lot of a lot of people relate to that, but what no do you one mean? will say it. So I feel like no one will say it out loud. But That's I why I was like, I <laughs> clarify it as like yeah. much as you can. I it's will, so hard to hear. <laughs> yeah. I will I will be fully, I'll tell you what was in my brain. I liked the idea of being sad when I was like a teenager. I, I thrived off of wanting to be the sad girl and have people feel bad for me. And I was the girl that would walk around in the hallways that was like trying to kill herself all the time. It's like, I loved that attention. And I feel like a lot of people thrive off of being, but it was real for you though. It was real. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but I, I made sure people knew Mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't, I don't know. I just loved like, I don't want to call it like the aesthetic or like the mood of like the sad girl, but like, that's what I liked. And I feel like, like, sad people like I don't even that sounds bad I was gonna say sad people like the attention I was the sad person that liked attention but I think it also comes from needing some kind of validation like it's not like you're just trying to get attention like you were yeah, no you were your mental health was obviously no it was bad. under attack yeah no it was bad I just mean like I was I liked the aesthetic of being mm-hmm. the sad girl it wasn't necessarily for attention or for people to know it was just like that's how you identified i liked being i didn't know how to be a happy person it gotcha. was foreign to me i guess that's how i should have said mm-hmm. it being happy was just like foreign to me i didn't know how to function as a happy person i didn't know how to when i would feel these moments of happiness i would shut them out and i would yeah. be like get away get away so any person i used to get them before they get me tactic where any person that would come in and try and get close to me if i could sense that they might do something that would hurt me i would push them away and i'd be like i don't want to be avoidant and i would be rude and i was a fighter and i was i was i was rude in like junior high high school i like 
people walked by me and looked at me weird, it was game on. Like I <laughs> on the defense. Yeah, I was instantly. I don't know, and I learned to chill out a little bit. Now I'm now I'm more sweet, but I mean, I've I've done shit to people that like in junior high and high school I won't be able to take back. Like, yeah, and that's why I I'm I'm trying so hard to fix that, and I've tried to mend all the relationships that I can and all the times I fucked up. But I mean, I was on and off medication as a teenager, and I had hormones that were crazy, and I had mental health issues, and and I didn't know how to function in school and I had it so it was just I I didn't know how to function as a human being and a lot of people paid the price for that so yeah. so when did you when did you feel like you actually started experiencing like happy moments and you were able to accept them my first real glimpse I actually have a video of my first like real glimpse of happiness I was uh 18 and I just I got into this place where I finally was just like sick of being upset. I was sick of having people feel bad for me and making people worry about me and I just got sick of being sad and I was like I have to fix this. I literally have 10 notebooks in my closet just filled with shit that I've done in my life, why I did it, why what how I felt when I was doing these things and really took the time to analyze every single aspect of my brain and my actions and why I do the things that I do. And every time I had a negative thought about myself, I would run to the mirror and tell myself 10 positive things because that's how I had to do it. I just had to. Therapy didn't work for me. Medication didn't work for me. Nothing worked. And I I just had to do it on my own. And yeah. this was the way that I had to do it. And it was hard and it sucked. But um, but like, look how proactive that was of yeah. you to be able to like identify, okay, this isn't working, but I need to find something that actually will work. Yeah. And I'm not going to get so wrapped up in the fact that like okay i tried a method of healing and it isn't working now i'm just fucking damned forever yeah you know and that's mean? the thing is like i didn't know what else to do i had tried therapy tr i tried everything and i was just the lost cause my mom didn't know what to do no one knew how to handle me because i was either trying to get in a fight with someone or i was like in my room crying or i was trying to kill myself or like it, it just got to a point no one knew how to handle it and yeah. i I was the one, I was in a victim mentality. I had to do the work and it paid off luckily, like, cause people see me now all motivational and happy and telling people that I have my like life figured out and all this stuff. But what they didn't see was like the notebooks and the me having to go run and tell myself 10 positive things and me sitting in the mirror for six hours one day because I couldn't come up with one good thing about myself. And I hated the person I was. And when I looked in the mirror, it was just like, I was disgusted with who I saw and I was sick of it. And so I didn't have another option. It was either I died or I changed. And yeah. And that's like, that's very, it's, it's severe. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's really amazing to hear you even be able to talk about this mm -hmm. because I've experienced like a fraction of, I'm, I don't even think a fraction of like how you've had to deal with your mental health on my mm -hmm. own. But I, I know those feelings yeah. of being like, I don't fucking like who I am. I don't like who I am in my skin. I'm upset with what I'm doing, how I'm acting, and I don't know how to get better. Yeah, and that's like the nice part about it too is that now people people can't come and tell me, well, that, that's not true, that you can't do it that way because you did. I did it, and I am living proof that you can go from, I mean, my quote, suicidal to successful, like you, but you have to be willing to put in the work, and if you're not, then you'll be sad forever, and like, that's just what you're choosing for yourself if that's what you want, but it is, it is totally possible to make yourself happy, and I'm living proof of that, and that was my goal. That's literally my purpose in life. That's what I found is that I, I'm not supposed to be living for me. I'm living for everyone else because 
I only got myself happy so that I could show other people that it's possible. There's a reason. There's a reason. A lot of people, I think, go through things so that their, like, whole statement can be someone else's. Like, their testimony can be someone else's, like, healing playbook, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a reason why. And it's really hard for me when I, like I told you earlier, the best people who I know have been through some fucking shit. And Mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to hear when I, like, meet these, like, soulful, amazing humans. And what they've been through is, like, so rough. But I don't think you would have been given this journey or this like part of you if you weren't supposed to help other people yeah and that's kind of why i started this platform because i want people who are like you and myself and all the other women and men who i brought on here to be able to share those more often and get them circulating because there's a reason why you've experienced what you've experienced and there's a reason why you're still fucking here and i'm Mm -hmm. so happy that you're fucking still sitting here in front of me and i'm just so i'm just very grateful you were willing to share all of that yeah and that's the thing too is that like when you when you go through a bunch of shit at a time like at one time you you grow faster oh yeah and so i had to go through literally 10 years of being suicidal and i had to have it be fucking hard and i had to have it almost kill me so many times and it had to be that way because the thing is is if i didn't go through all that shit i wouldn't have one a career two i wouldn't be helping people three i wouldn't even be sitting in this chair right now but it's like you have to you have to go through the shit and sometimes you don't understand why like mm-hmm. in the moment but it all there's a reason it always every time you've gone through something shitty it will always make sense it always does and so i would do it 50 times over i would i would do it 50 times over and and i don't i wouldn't change anything i wouldn't have given myself a better life any time i mean a couple years ago i would have said hell yeah, yeah. give me give <laughs> can me you a, make this easier please make my mom and dad be happy and make them all good but it just it wasn't the way my life was supposed to go and i'm glad that it didn't because yeah. i'm really i love what i do and and getting messages and all that stuff and knowing that i actually am making a difference and the fact that two million people listen to that and resonate with that and chose to like stick by me with that it, it's very rewarding and yeah. i would do it 50 times over that's awesome and now like from at this point like where do you see yourself going with this career like what what are your plans now what are you doing now so i mean i've used i did i i built my career very strategically and so i decided to do i grew my platform first i mean it was a hobby for me and then it just blew up but it's it's always what i've wanted to do it was always like what i i mean my plan was more youtube but tiktok happened and i was good at it taking over so it worked and then um i have built businesses i have like businesses i've never had to pay for marketing for my businesses because it sells itself on my tiktok and um i've just built really good connections and so i'm a ceo of like two businesses and then i do modeling and i did music there for a minute and just motivational speaking and i'm i'm planning on going to speak like my first like live performance at the junior high that I went to. That's awesome. So that I can kind of rewrite that. Connect the dots a little yeah. bit. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. But motivational speaking is definitely the the long-term goal. That's awesome. I um, will be putting together a retreat at the end of this year and I'm hoping to bring a few other speakers. I'll share more details about it with you. And yeah. for all you guys listening, we're going to do a fearless retreat um, in Bali I'm putting it together and I want to get a lot of people who are kind of on this level there and bring in other females to kind of go on these retreats and 
put together some healing processes where we can all come together like live and in person and also in a beautiful, amazing environment to kind of like yes. break all of those things down so you can kind of come back as a whole found person like yes. yourself. So I will share that with you because I think okay. that'd be an amazing thing. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening and thank you again yes. so much for taking your time to come on here. Of course. Um, we're going to drop Allie's information on the screen. Make sure to follow her on TikTok and on Instagram. And if you have any questions for her, definitely hit her up individually as well as myself. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next time.